Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Benito Skinner. I'm Mary Beth Barone. And this is Ride. It's not enough ice in there, girl. <laughs> it's a little melted because <laughs> it's hotter than hell in NYC. Goddamn hot child in the city. <laughs> These boots made for walking. That's just what they'll do. One of these Jay-Z's boots are gonna come Can we get started? You wanted a jazz standard of that, right? <laughs> I did ask for that earlier. I cannot believe I'm going to be your wedding singer. I can't either. No one can. <laughs> this will be <laughs> Neverlasting Love. Can you do L? It's <laughs> for the way you look at me. <laughs> it's all acapella. Money up, no daddy's getting good. That's me and my dad's first dance. At the body shop. <laughs> hey, yeah, literally you and your dad. I'm sorry. I think that's perfect. You have to grind on your dad. Well, it's it's about turning family. A, turning around with your dad and freaking whipping your hair. It's about family. Of course. It's the daddy-daughter dance. It's the best part of the wedding. <laughs> I wanted to start off today's episode by saying, announcing actually, mm-hmm. that I remembered what I forgot. In the last episode, I got a text this morning. <laughs> All I caps. woke up. Threads is live. <laughs> Day three on Threads. Okay. <laughs> and all caps it said OMFG, and I th- I thought what? And then it, I remember I uh, I remembered what I forgot. I renounced Which, my think wish. Think about that. I renounced my wish. <laughs> I renounced my wish. That's a deep cut. Nina drama. I renounce my wish. <laughs> she wouldn't though. She'd hold out. Can you believe Pedro Pascal is in Wonder Woman 2? Wonder Woman 1984. 84. I didn't know that. He's the villain. Really? Yeah. I guess I saw it like on a plane and it was sort of before the Pedro Pascal of it all. Exactly. He was just sort of another actor. Continue, my love. So I remember what I was going to say. Mm. And it was brought on by Lance Armstrong and talking about Liv Strong bracelets. So Cheryl Crow in the early 2000s mm-hmm. made a proclamation. By the way, I will say that all liberal celebrities in the early 2000s, I like liked a little bit less. <laughs> like if you were mean about George Bush, I like couldn't stand you as hard totally. because I was Republican. Yeah. So like Green Day was like done. Oh, totally. Like forget it. They yeah. were out. Yeah. Cheryl Crow was extremely liberal. Mm-hmm. 
And she said that to save the planet, <laughs> everyone should only use four squares of toilet paper every time they go to the bathroom. <laughs> that was her idea. Wait. And I that's use why celebrities should be president. I roll it like this. Of I course use you do. I use that's 100. bad. To clean this booty. But I, I think it's easy to clean this dumper, my love. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't. <laughs> yeah. I know it probably takes the village. Yeah. But I wanted to bring that up in the peeing episode and I didn't. And then I wanted to bring it up yesterday and I, or, you know, whenever we recorded that. Of course. <laughs> and I didn't. So <laughs> I just wanted to say that that did happen. And I write a mini ride for me. It's a mini ride. I know. And sometimes you can just have a mini ride. At least she's trying. I At least she fucking tried. Our government's just like, I don't know. We'll keep digging for oil and fracking. I was so sad when her and Lance broke up. They really were like, they seemed perfect, like a perfect Timbuktu couple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which we don't have anymore. No. What's funny as far as wiping my ass, I am the youngest child. And there were just a few things that my mom did for me so, <laughs> so long into my life. Yeah. One was I would just lay there like a dead fish and she would dress me for school for the first like three years of school. Wait, you're like, going to love this. You're going <laughs> to love this. Same. My mom, it's actually crazier. She would take me downstairs still wrapped in my comforter and get me dressed in the school parking lot in the car. No. I refused to get up. I wouldn't do it. Like <laughs> oh What? Dead fish to the max. I was like, I'm not doing it. You can take me to the car if you want. <laughs> Wait, that is in the comforter? <laughs> yeah. Your mom. Uh, sorry. Moms are warriors. They're warrior princesses. She's like, you know what? I'm not going to get her up. So I'll pick her up in the blanket. I have a God. distinct memory, a golden memory, if you will. Yeah. Of me being <laughs> placed in the car. And then, you know, in the car, I'm still like foggy eyed and I'm like, lifting my arms up. So Looks she like can your mom's the... <laughs> transporting a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cadaver, my love. <laughs> But yeah, okay, so I relate. Yeah, I told Terry this once and he goes, well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and I'm like, what's that supposed to mean? But then I also, I would leave the bathroom and go, mommy, wipe me. Yeah. And I did it in <laughs> kindergarten on accident. I walked out and, you know. At school? I did. Well, you know, it's funny. And also at urinals, I I would just fully drop trow. So like ass out. <laughs> of course. And my brother was, he's six years older than me. So he was in, you know. Sixth grade, I was in first, or he was probably seventh grade, I guess. And he and his friends walk into the bathroom, and I'm alone at the urinal, fully naked. And I go, Hey, brother. That's all I said. And he's like, I still think about it all the time. And I just, Hey, brother. You were having fun. I was. You were playing with form. Of course. But what's interesting about us both liking to have things done for us is that we are also very hard workers. We mm -hmm. just want to expend energy where it makes sense. It's so true. I don't want to do anything that is like the and that involves cleaning the room after I make a video. I'm like, but I made the video. Yeah, that work is done. It's done. I also wanted to say that when a guy forgets to do something, it's careless. When a girl forgets to do something, she has too much on her mind. Two chicks talking about intuition. <laughs> Two chicks talking about men. Two liberal intuition. sissy boys talking about <laughs> men. Liberal again. snowflake. Liberal snowflakes. I like Sissies. being a snowflake. I think it's cool. Being called a sissy. Think about that. Football coaches love to throw that one around. And I said, are you talking to me? <laughs> oh, did you say my name? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> fuck yourself. I wonder if any of my football coaches have seen me now and they're like, yep. I wonder if they listen to the pod. So what's up, sis? I'm just having fun with my guy. Well, I guess I am kind of scared because 
this week's been the hottest like days on earth, like of mm -hmm. all time that since like modern history. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's a little scary. I just don't think the government, like why do we care and no one else, like how come we care, but the people that can actually do something about it don't care. That's confusing to me. Well, this gets into my biggest conspiracy theory, and it's the only one I really believe, which is that there is a cure for the common cold. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Have you ever been in the cold aisle and looked around? All the companies who need that money. It's a billion dollar industry. It is. There's a cure. I know there's a cure for the common cold. There has to be. You think? I just, uh, yeah. I do think this pod, when we're in our 40s, will turn into a conspiracy theory pod. It's the only natural <laughs> progression. Of course. When and we'll be, we'll be doing it from an orb that's mm -hmm. floating in space because we won't be able to breathe on Earth anymore. <laughs> no. Nope. But only podcasters are allowed up there. Yeah, of course. Everyone else has to kind of rough it out on, on Earth. The masters of the universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll be pulling the strings. I did want to discuss at some point that when Master of None came out, this mm -hmm. was mid-2000s, I did organize a bar crawl around Brooklyn to all the places where they filmed. I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> I hate a bar crawl. I would have loved it. I've only done that one and I had a fabulous time. You know what's crazy is that SantaCon. Do you remember SantaCon? Oh, yeah. Do you remember as if it will never happen again? I actually love that. Yeah, it's part of history. I put that history. out into the universe. It's, it's done. It's part of history. An executive order was signed by Joseph Biden. We finished. It's no just more. interesting because it's like the East Village then acts like it's one big college campus, which, you know, NYU is in New York, which we learned on Gossip Girl. But <laughs> for the most part, I'm like, It'll be like people running through the streets and I'm like, no, 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 there's a city going on. College felt like that, though. It was like, no, this is our little bubble. But I was in D.C. for it. And it's like, well, no, there's still like We're traffic lights. People live here. But it's just like people running through the streets dressed as Santa. You want to talk about unholy? And it's not traditional family values. No, it's not at all. It's really disgusting. Grow up. Growing up is a part of traditional family values. It is. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Why are you so beautiful? Stop. <laughs> I'm wearing makeup. <laughs> Thank God. You showed me pictures of you in college earlier. You know, the key to, if you want people to think you're straight, it's just a really thick neck. I do this stand-up bit where I say, like, it was so obvious that I was gay because I was doing too much because straight men do nothing. Yeah. And that's how you know that they're straight because I was still washing my butthole. And I do think that that was, like, and you were dropping Homo. chow at the urinal? Gay. They would yeah. have known instantly. They knew. That, yeah, of course. I, you had to stop that at some hey, point. Brother. <laughs> hey, brother. Hey, <laughs> brother. Do you remember that happening? Yeah, a little bit. I do remember like that being a thing I did. Because I was just like, oh, God, I want all these clothes. And I went to Catholic school. It was like a polo shirt and a crew neck sweatshirt. I was like, get yeah. this off of me. And then khakis. And I was like, get this off. But when it was jean day, don't even get me started. Like denim? I showed them what denim could be. Well, I had diesel jeans in high school because Zac Efron had them in High School Musical. I because I liked women well. and I was sexually attracted to women. <laughs> I believe that. As you stand before me right now, I believe that. What do you ride for this week? I am actually really curious. This week I'm going to be riding for being vulnerable. Oh my God. Well, thank God you're riding for that because I'm riding for Accutane. Roaccutane, if ah! you're nasty. <laughs> Should we get into it? Yeah. When it comes to relationships, I'm a big believer that you have to find someone you can be yourself around. Terry, five seconds into the eHarmony ad. <laughs> That's why we partner with eHarmony for this episode. Who's exhausted by social media these days? Well, you're not alone. eHarmony released a new dating diary study that found even 56% of social first Gen Z gets tired of social media from time to time. I mean, 
People really aren't presenting their true selves. You're not going to make good connections, deep connections, people that you can be vulnerable with. And people in L.A., they're fake. Mary Beth, they're plastic, me love. (laughs) When it comes to connection, we want someone who truly gets us, like me and Benny do. Except non-romantically, of course. Mm -hmm. But this ad is for a romantic service. You do the math, me love. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to connection, we want someone who truly gets us. Which means we have to give people a better sense of who we are, not just online, but offline as well. I'm a completely different person than Benny Drama 7. Don't I know it, sister. That's why eHarmony is different. They specialize in connecting people who are looking for real love through their compatibility quiz. The quiz identifies a baseline of compatibility with questions about communication styles, likes, dislikes, personality, and more to help you match with someone who will truly get you. eHarmony makes connections genuine, not exhausting. I truly love that so much, and I want to do that quiz. I really do. Wait, we should do the quiz and see if we match. I bet we do. I love you, Sweat. I love you, Sweat. So join the dating app that is the number one trusted dating platform and see for yourself, Baronis, love is on the menu. I can see it now. How come all these guys fall in love with me? Take eHarmony's compatibility quiz today and get someone who gets you. I get you, Mary Beth. I really do. We want to thank eHarmony for partnering with us for this episode of Ride. They really want people to be vulnerable. They want people to be themselves. It sounds a lot like Ride. We love you, eHarmony. XOXO. Wait, where are we going? Who cares? Ride. Ride. Okay, well, I have a long history with being vulnerable. And I think (laughs) it's a muscle. You have to practice. You have to train it to keep it in shape. And being vulnerable can be really scary. This can be in like so many different areas of like the human experience. But I think where I'm encouraging people to do it most recently is in dating. Because as you know, dating's getting a bit messy these days. I mean, it's been getting messy for years. I mean, it's dizzying, my love. It's dizzying. And I just think what I've been encouraging people most is to just be totally transparent and upfront and vulnerable. And then if the person that you're dating can't handle that, then you shouldn't be dating them. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's ever too early to be vulnerable. And I was vulnerable with Edward really early on in our relationship because I had hit rock bottom, you know, a few months before that. So I stated stated my needs early on and Mm -hmm. I I never regretted it. There were moments where I was scared he would like run away or he would be like, you know, this is too much for me to handle. Mm -hmm. But I never regretted it. And so lately I've just been like telling my friends who are single and out there dating. And if someone's weird to them or someone's not texting back or they're not being responsive, I'm like, just tell them how it's making you feel. Yeah. And if that's too much for them, then at least you're going to end it now. It's such a simple concept. I love the idea of like, you've only been on one date. But they're immediately messaging like, <laughs> you made me feel all kinds of things last night. <laughs> Horny, scared, insecure. Well, they ate oysters, me love. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Felt nasty. Wait, last night Edward took me to dinner. So fuck you guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why you forgot about Terry. You're just thinking about Edward this morning. <sighs> no, seriously. <laughs> it's like another guy can take care of me. Yeah. What a concept. What a concept. And obviously being vulnerable with friends is something we practice a lot. But I think being vulnerable with romantic partners, especially when it's like you're not sure who has the upper hand. Basically, mm-hmm. I think we need to do away with this whole concept of the upper hand in in dating because it's so stupid and no one wins. I agree. I remember it was so funny in, in college and a little bit in high school. But guys would talk about like all these like games you had to play with with women. Like you're laying that groundwork, right? And I'm like, laying what? Like, what does that even mean? We're <laughs> not you... building a house. <laughs> Literally. We're just trying to fuck a girl, dude. 
But I think sometimes like people, all these little games and all these, you know, like it's just like I loved it because when Terry courted my ass, he was just like, I'm obsessed with you. Let's go on a date. Let's go. And on date two, he was like, we'll get married and have kids. I was well, like, that's something unbelievable. In dating, it's sort of about finding like everyone's crazy on a baseline. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like you just have to find someone who's crazy, like fits with your crazy like yin and yang, mm -hmm. because it's just like you are crazy and the other person will be as well. Yeah. But it's like who who's who's does yours line up with? I just think the whole like trying to hide who you are and what triggers you is what gets people into these like really toxic cycles of dating. And so, you know, if you're not looking for a partner, then mm -hmm. you don't need to be vulnerable necessarily because like you don't need to show everybody your whole like vibe. Yeah. But I think if you are looking for a partner, it's just like what's the downside in just being vulnerable? I think that you'll find a shared common experience, a shared human, human experience. If you will. It's like when we did the intrusive thoughts, right? I was like, oh, this one, I don't know how this will turn out. And the people will message me about their intrusive thoughts. The like moms in postpartum who were messaging me about their intrusive thoughts. It seems like in straight relationships too, I find that like sometimes people are scared to say things because it's like you're the crazy woman or you right. know something like that. And or you're obsessed. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, no, you do need to talk about that with your partner. And I feel like you know, being, I feel vulnerable with you. I try to be vulnerable on this podcast with you and it's made me feel so much better when I'm able to vocalize. Oh, me getting earnest. Oh my Fuck. God. Oh my God. It's getting hotter in here. Mommy, don't <laughs> know. It's literally heating up. <laughs> I just think being vulnerable is, is the key to being a master of the universe. It really is. It always makes you feel better. I swear. And if someone doesn't like, like your vulnerability, then they're probably not a person you need to spend time with. Exactly. It's like it's like popping a balloon when you're feeling that anxiety and mm -hmm. the other person's actions are influencing your mood so much. And you can just completely cut the tension and pop that balloon if mm -hmm. you just say how it's making you feel. Mm -hmm. A lot of examples have come across my desk lately yeah, where course. I'm just like, just communicate. And when I, I did an advice column for Paper Magazine mm -hmm. in the pandemic yeah, and 99% and I made that up, the stat, of course, I didn't count. I yeah, didn't we, run the numbers. We don't have facts on here, sweet. But 99% of the questions people would ask me, the answer would just be, just tell the person. Like, yeah. tell the person that you're writing me about. Don't tell me. Yeah. Like, a writer slash comedian slash actress. Yeah, of course. Tell the other person. Don't tell the multi-hyphenate. No. You tell, tell the person you're with because it really is like, if someone says something mean about me on Twitter, I tell Terry immediately and then he gets all pissed and I'm like, that's my guy. Yeah. You know, and I just let him know that something did like hurt my feelings. And he's like, A, I'll freaking, he will fight to. He will fight to. Now I'm talking about my guy a lot. <laughs> that's really cool. I miss cool. him. He's not in New York with me. I miss I know. him. I think you have to give people an opportunity to show up for you. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. I agree. It's fun to be vulnerable with parents too. That's my new thing. That's huge. Isn't that crazy? Also, if you normalize being vulnerable, it's not so shocking. Mm -mm. It's not shocking for you to do, and it's not shocking for the other person. And this goes into also honest conversations, which is a separate ride, but they're very, they're yeah. very linked. Of course. I just think with parents too, it's like lay all your cards on the table. Just be honest. I think sometimes it's hard for comedians to do this. Comedians have a really interesting plight. But it's true. Yeah, I think sometimes it's, yeah, because we want to be like funny and fun. And it's hard to be vulnerable without making jokes. But yeah. it can be really liberating. It's liberating. It is. It's freeing. To be vulnerable and be like, you know what? That hurt my feelings. This is me then. And this is me now. 
I definitely pick and choose. And if I feel comfortable, it's fun to be vulnerable and, and yeah. have that. Some people, I will say, are a little addicted to it. Do you find that there are the people who are addicted to like Thank those emotional- Thank you for bringing this up. Yeah, I had to, baby. Because there is what we call uh, a uh, false vulnerability mm -hmm. where when you meet someone, they immediately, they're trying to like trauma bond with you and they're yeah. trying to make you feel like you know them really well. And then you walk away from the conversation being like, what just happened? Yeah, I don't ride for that. I would never attempt to- forge a deep relationship with that person because I know that their vulnerability is not earned. I brought up this thing when we were talking about straight men not having intuition. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as straight men's intuition. And being in the car with my dad and I had like a face full of acne and I was like silently crying in the car. And my dad was like, should we go to the dermatologist? And that gets into my ride, which is for Beautiful. Ro Accutane. The, I'm so excited. The drug, what'd you say earlier? We're riding for what? Oh, pharmaceuticals? We're writing for pharmaceuticals. And this is not an ad. This is not this an is ad. This is a testimonial, if anything. Accutane, oh my God. The amount of like disclaimers I would need to say at the end of this ride would just be fabulous. Accutane has a lot of caveats. I will say that, but here we go. So I am a sophomore in college and I had always struggled with acne and it really like consumed me. I got a lot of it during football. It made me so insecure. It really is debilitating. I will say that. Like you don't want to leave the house. I didn't want to wear clothes I loved. It's your face. It's your face. And I felt so ashamed and I always felt like I needed to be perfect because I was gay. So I had to make up for that. That disgusting little thing in my brain. Yeah. I had to, you know, be perfect. So to not have perfect skin really. And my OCD, I'm a picker. It was a fucking nightmare. I hated it so much. But then I went to college and it was kind of fine. And then something happened my sophomore year. I was getting more acne and I, I wasn't shaving right and my skin was super sensitive. And then I started to get cystic acne. Oof, painful. And so then I, I did proactive and it was horrible. It's like the worst thing I've ever put on my face. Well, did, you know what? The skin is so individual. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I think it does work for some people. But it was, oh my God, it just made it like 50 times worse. And it was like a new one that they'd come out with, with like scrubs, which using scrub on acne, like, Oof, oh, it like hurts makes, my butthole. Yeah. Oh, I was hurt? just going to say that. Yeah, it hurts my, my butthole. butthole hurt. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I go home for Christmas and my skin is, it's the worst it's ever been. Raging. I'm like full. It's like, it hurts. It hurts to sleep. I'm like so embarrassed at college because I'm like, it seems like a lot of the other people have kind of like exited their acne phase. And also a lot of straight guys were just like throwing water on their face and they had perfect skin. And I was just like, they don't even want to be a public figure. Right. It's so life can be so unfair. What a waste. <laughs> and so I, I'm home for Christmas. I think my family can tell I'm different because, you know, like I'm I'm a showman. I like I like bringing the fun. I like I love making people happy. And I was not. You were hiding your light. Sweetie, I was I literally was. My dad finally caught on after a couple weeks. Years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah after 18 years. And he was like, should we go to the derm? And I, for so long, I had heard a lot of horror stories about Accutane. And there are many. Well, it's, it's a powerful drug. It's very powerful. And it's really, yeah, it's fucking hardcore. I also ride for finding the thing that works for you, I think, in a big way. And getting help, like going to a doctor. I will always write for that. Medicine is so powerful. It, mm -hmm. It's imperfect, as Wouldn't we know. Wouldn't it be cool if we all got health insurance? Oh, my God. 
I can't fathom it. <laughs> that would be something unbelievable. <laughs> the healthcare system That's in America. Isn't that what he said? For. That he took them back to the, his apartment. <laughs> he showed them universal Florence, healthcare. And he showed them universal healthcare. His his idea for universal healthcare. Something unbelievable. <laughs> so I go to the derm, and the second I walk in, the derm's like, oh, you should do Accutane. And I was like, well, at least buy me a drink first. <laughs> <laughs> I, and you know what? There's something so shameful. I was like, I don't want to admit that I have really like bad enough skin for Accutane. But the second I walked in, like this bitch was not playing any games. He was like, you need Accutane. They're not there to waste time. They have 15 minutes with each patient. Oh, to five. So you're going to get seen. You're going to get diagnosed and you're going to walk out <laughs> yeah. with a little piece of paper. So he tells me about Accutane. He's like, OK, so your skin is going to be so dry like the desert. Yeah. To the point where it doesn't you can't even really tell that where your lips begin which I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> Play with form. <laughs> exactly. And uh, you might get depressed on it. If you get depressed, you have to tell someone, mm -hmm. which is really scary. And I fully was, but I didn't tell anyone because my skin was clear. <laughs> sick. <laughs> is anyone else sick out there? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can't get pregnant on it, which obviously wasn't an issue for me. You literally have to take two forms of birth control while yeah. you're on it if you're someone who can get pregnant. Yes. I start taking it and... So immediately you are so dry, like the amount of aquifer I would have to put on my lips. And I'm at college, so people are drinking and Accutane is not great on the liver. I think I can say that. Confidently. Yeah, you're like not supposed to drink. Yeah. So I would I would chug so much water during the day that I could drink at night. So I think that was smart. I wore a lot of sunscreen and I had this like amazing derm once I got back to D.C., Oh, good. This woman, like she just took care of me. I don't know how to describe it. Like when you find a great doctor, like the the pride this woman took in her work, she answered all my questions. She gave me her phone number. Because she beyond. like, well, I think she knew I was gay. So she was like, you know, this is fun. It's, it's a new friend. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. I will say it cleared me pretty quick. And the confidence that gave, it resulted in me starting to make videos. I'm not even kidding. Isn't that crazy? I like felt confident posting on the internet because of my skin, which I, that was beautiful. It's beautiful. It made me, I wasn't sick. I remember my bones kind of hurting. Yeah, but that happens. That happens even not on Accutane. The bones are good. The bones are good. <laughs> if the bones are good, the rest don't matter. <laughs> exactly. And they weren't. Sometimes I would just sob after class, but skin was clear. Skin was clear. So clear as glass. <laughs> clear as glass. I knew a few people in high school who took it, but that was like kind of, you know, I'd heard whisperings, but I was like in my head, I was like, oh, I didn't want to admit that I maybe like would benefit from what it could do for my skin. But also I was just like, that's like cheating. It I'm is cheating, toner. but sometimes when I the tools it. are there, it's if, like using a calculator on a test. I think there are plenty. Exactly. I think there are plenty of things you can try first before definitely, you get there. Definitely. And Not I a first stop. I would recommend this was just like skin was really bad and they were worried about scarring. You know what's crazy about Accutane? Every day you have to peel back the pill and it has like a photo of a baby that looks like the crystal skull from Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like it has this huge head. Yeah. And that's like, what happens if you get pregnant. The baby will be born with like a foot on its face. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not just like, oh, like the baby, like there's a chance no, that maybe gonna... something could be complicated. It's like your e. baby will have limbs where they don't go yeah. if you get pregnant on Accutane. <laughs> yeah. They're so hardcore. They're hardcore. I believe you have to get an abortion if you get pregnant. Yeah, I think you have to like sign something. Yeah. But I, I think wonder what 
you know, because we're like, we're going back to olden times. Yeah. We're in the 1800s. They're going to ban Accutane. Yeah. Love. I wonder what, yeah. I wonder what they would do now. I guess you just have to have it in Texas. Yeah. You and, have to have your little ET. Raise it as your own. <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool. And something I ride for is being like, this is as good as we're going to get it. So we have to bring it to market yeah. and we'll just like have all these like disclaimers. We'll just warn you. Cause guys. they're like, look, we tried to do it the way that if you have a baby on it, it won't look like a dolphin. It yeah. didn't work. Yeah. So we, we have to give it to you as it so is. Just please. Yeah. And just don't get pregnant. I did it for six months. It cleared my skin. I haven't had like cystic acne since. And I think it's important to be vulnerable. And I'm glad I finally was vulnerable with my parents and was like, you have to, I need to go to a derm. This is like breaking my heart. And I think, yeah, if something is like, has control over you in that way, I think it's important to like seek help. So I, I ride more for that than I do for this drug that is a complicated drug. Certainly everyone has different experiences on it. I've had friends who've like taken it twice, which to me, I'm like that my heart goes out. God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers or whatever. Exactly. So. Heavy is the head <laughs> yeah. that wears the damn crown, my love. <laughs> But yeah, it was um, it was a really interesting journey. And I remember coming back to school, though, that next semester and I had no acne and I was just like new person. I'm still straight, but this is going to be amazing. It's a stepping stone. This. Yeah. To putting yourself out there. Yeah. And I also think like it's so important to just listen to teens and be mm -hmm. perceptive of your teens. I want I don't know if anyone listening has teens, but it's like. Be perceptive of them. I would love to think that someone listening has teens. Me too. Multiple. <laughs> Listen to them. You know, it's good to like reach out and not mm -hmm. make them always come to you. But yeah. I think teens are going through so much, especially with like society sort of crumbling before our eyes. Yeah. And if you can get one less thing for them to obsess and be like depressed about, like, for example, having bad skin, mm -hmm. I think it's important to like give that to people. Now I'm thinking back. Like at the end of Accutane. Were you so happy? Fabulous. Did you just feel like a totally My new last person? Pill. I think it's funny when people tell me that they just like do it because they were like getting some. And I'm like to do that drug and you get like ones in a month is crass. Well, that's but. why it's so scary in America that they do ads for pharmaceuticals. And yeah. they're like, ask your doctor because nowhere else in the world does that where it's like, ask your doctor about this drug. Yeah. And then people think that they need the most powerful version of blank and it's yeah. like maybe a toner or With a proactive or yeah would be yeah. a solution but yeah. people want the strongest stuff you know girl yeah. I, I I would go on it if it was the last option. Yeah, it was. It was my last option. Skin really has a chokehold on people. When I was in high school, I had I would have dry skin occasionally and I remember one time I had dry skin and I just went home. Mm -hmm. I just went to the senior lot. And I drove my car home. I'm like, I'm, I don't have to stay here. <laughs> I don't have to suffer through this. I don't have to be in school. I had like a little bit of skin flaking like on my cheeks and I just left. <laughs> I wanted to do that so much. In You're high in charge school, of your own destiny. In high school, like, oh, I remember at one point my mom said like, you don't have to go to school today. And my skin was so bad. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking a stand. It sucks. Oh, I'm like. And I wouldn't wear makeup because it, you know, it, I thought it would, everyone would call me gay, which would that would have been horrible. It's a lot of layers. As you wash your face and peeled back those layers of dry skin, other layers were being washed away as well. Totally. Totally. Yeah. If you're on Accutane, know that you're you're not alone for sure. And if your skin drives you fucking insane, you're also not alone. 
And if you want to own that, Hi. you're also not alone. Exactly. You're never I, alone when it comes to us. Those boots are made for walking. She's wearing electric blue boots today. I am. You know what you are, Mary Beth? Bisexual? Well, yeah. But you're also my ride or die. Ride or die. And in my boots, I can confidently say I ride for Accutane. <laughs> I just ride for, I ride for drugs that do the thing that they say they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, it does. It, she did the thing. Certainly. Talk about taking pride in your work. <laughs> yeah, Accutane like, goes so is, far beyond that. After it, Accutane has a cigarette and it goes, how was that? <laughs> <laughs> how, was it how was it for you? <sighs> was that good? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got and, ramrodded for six months. But, but yeah. six months for a lifetime. And so, like you said, some people have to go on it more than once. But like, mm -hmm. that's like a deal with the devil that pays off, I feel. It is absolutely. Well, I used to call it the devil's drug because it's like the ultimate. You're like sobbing, but then you wipe away the tears and you're like, <laughs> clear skin. <laughs> I'm so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I'm as gorgeous as I hoped. <laughs> Oh, feeling grateful, it. feeling thankful. Totally. Feeling so grateful. I so ride for being vulnerable. And I just, I mean, how could I die for being vulnerable? That would be, I would be worried. I know. We'd have to talk about it offline. I think it feels so good to be real and to tell people how you're feeling, especially ones that you know care about you. Because I think someone who cares about you wants to know all of you. And I find that all the time. I was really scared to do a podcast do you remember when we first started? Because I was like, I prefer to be characters. I don't want to be judged for myself. And you were like, let's just do it. You're, It's going to be with me and we're just friends. And you make me feel okay being vulnerable every day. <laughs> I always tell you how I'm feeling. Yeah. Like the second and we- And me too. And I'm like, I'm anxious about this. I feel sick. I'm like sad. I, I, I always let you know. It's, I'm giving you temperature checks all the time. But we're safe in each other's arms. Yeah. That's what's fun. And all the time you say- Fuck up. What the fuck? I say, what is this, the bitch routine? Stop being so fucking sad. <laughs> oh, is this the bitch and routine? And then I hit you. Oh, is this the whole bitch routine? <laughs> well, as What we if someone saw <laughs> you were slugging me in the arm when someone someone walks by and sees you slugging me in the arm? <laughs> well, I want us to do a public feud, but it's scripted. Like yeah. we do one for fun. I don't even know what I'd say. We've never fought. I, I think I that's important to know. I, know. I think like sometimes we'll like, be snarky back and forth but we've never fought wait oh my god to me you're accutane oh to me <laughs> to me you're being to me you're being vulnerable uh, how was that was that good for you it's good for me was it good for you and i will say my bones still kind of hurt and i don't know if it that's unrelated no i swear accutane like gave me arthritis but other than that 10 out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it again. Don't take Accutane illegally. Don't buy it on the black market. Just oh my go God, to a no. Go to a, and find a derm that like- Pay the copay. Oh, also, I forgot to mention, you have to get your blood drawn every month. They check your blood every month to make sure you're like, okay. And so that, I mean, I hate, ugh, getting blood drawn makes me sick. So, but my doctor at Georgetown Hospital, she was freaking fabulous. And I remember I came in for my last blood draw and she goes, you're so clear, sweetie. Isn't that so sweet? That's a special relationship. Yeah. And I said, I know I'm fucking clear, bitch. I'm going <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. I'm covered in tears. All my hair is falling out. <laughs> but your skin is clear, babe. But my skin was clear. I'm like, yeah, just sort of completely lost my mind. They went, thanks. <laughs> it's good, right? <laughs>
<laughs> well, this was fabulous. Thanks for listening. This was a really chill one from us. Yeah, I think it's it's good. To, it's summer. You know. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> love you guys we love you so much I love you sweat thanks for listening I love being vulnerable with you every day on this podcast because we record every day every day that's what it feels like 365 (laughs) bye guys be safe drive safe be vulnerable with someone today I agree take a chance take a chance on love oh and one more thing love Love corn oh my exit Benny babe eyes on the road Benny look out Right, right, Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.